0: Buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to Gun Funny episode 259. Today I'm going to chat with Clint Morgan from Classic Firearms, discuss the status of concealed carry in New Jersey, highlight a new P365 from SIG, and talk about the latest unlawful actions of the ATF. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Clint, it's such a pleasure to have you on. It feels like I haven't talked to you in forever.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. Well, hey, you know, I got to tell you, it was awesome meeting you like we've met in passing, you know, at different shows and everything, but the Thunder Ranch event that you and I were just at was freaking cool. You and I, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, man, feels like it's been forever since I've talked to you.
1: I know. I mean, we, we did spend a total of seven plus hours in the car together. Yep. Past week. Oh, we were also on the plane together. We sat next to each other on the plane, and then we also shot right next to each other. And yeah, we spent a lot of time together. I and feel like know, and, I feel like I know and, you're uh, like you're like family now. <laughs>
2: <yeah>. <laughs> well, the same here. You know, we didn't want to kill each other by the end of it, so that's got to mean something.
1: That right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. And then on <laughs> top of that, to top it off, I was like, "Yo, we should come on my podcast." And here you are. So, so bam. Dang. <laughs> It's crazy. Before we get into it, though, I'm going to talk about Smith & Wesson. If you guys haven't seen, they just came out with a hunting revolver, and it is the Model 350. It shoots 350 Legend, which I was so exhausted at first when I saw it. it was like 350 Legion, and I was like, "What? That's a weird, you know." I mean, even 350 Legend, I'm not actually that familiar with the cartridge, but uh, of course, I hit up Federal and asked him to send me some ammo so I can shoot this big boy. But I gotta say, so the pictures, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's a bigger revolver. It's obviously not like your two inch, three inch revolver, but..." I got it today, took it out of the box. And I was like, man, this thing makes my hand look really small. And I got some pretty big hands for a female. It has a seven and a half inch barrel. Like I said, shoots the 350 legend ammo. It's supposed to be for hunting. And I'm really excited to shoot it. It's just, I think in my opinion, I think Smith & Wesson makes some of the best revolvers out there. And I believe MSRP is roughly close to $1,600, which I mean, that seems like a lot for a revolver, but thinking, you know, there's got to be a reason for this price tag. I'm definitely excited to shoot it. I already know I'm probably not going to be disappointed because like I said, they make some of the best revolvers out there and they definitely, you know, fine-tuned everything. So uh, be on the lookout for that review. And Clint, if you're lucky when I'm done with it, maybe I'll send it to you and you could, you know, play around with it. But just just a heads up, it's probably going to make your hands look pretty small too. <laughs> yeah, probably actually. And I wouldn't <laughs> complain.
2: I've done a we've done a video before about like big board revolvers and those kind of suck to shoot, but we'll talk about that later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyways, if you guys want to find out more information about it, head on over to smith wessoncom
0: Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry.
1: Clint, before we start talking about classic firearms, which, yeah. if people aren't familiar with classic firearms, we'll get into that. But you ultimately are the face on YouTube for classic firearms. But like I said, before we get into that, just give me a rundown who you are, what's your background, and how did you even get started in this industry?
2: Yeah. So let's see. Ever since I was a kid, I was fascinated by firearms and my dad is the one that ultimately instilled in me firearm safety and how important the second amendment was. And ultimately all of our rights, you know, had me reading like, you know, common sense and the federalist papers and all that type of stuff, just as a kid and all that type of cool stuff. And then that kind of just stuck with me over the years and uh, eventually joined the Marines and I'm still in the Marine reserves and I'll be, you know, I'm about 11 and a half years in and, you know, uh, it's been a pretty fun ride so far and it's like, well, I guess I'll continue doing that until you know I'm uh I'm either just straight up not having a good time anymore or the Marine Corps says they don't need me anymore. So we'll yeah. see. But how did I get into the industry? I actually was working at a payroll company before this, and I straight up hated my job, not having a good time at all. And so I saw uh, pretty much a, a listing uh, that Classic Firearms was hiring, and I was like okay classic farms i've heard of these guys before i'm pretty sure i've bought some bake light mags from them like a couple of years ago and so i uh i just looked online i sent my resume in to the owner of the company uh rick and he called me in for an interview and i ultimately had to turn down the job because i was be going to be taking a customer service position and the and the pay cut was going to be uh, a little too much that i could handle at the time so mm-hmm. uh so he emailed me back a couple months later and said i might have a different position for you uh, if you'd be interested to come check it out and i said sure let's do that and so i eventually got hired on as the warehouse manager and i did that for a year and then uh, i was trying to take some of the like experience and knowledge that i gained from the marine corps and kind of applying that into what i did here at classic and it didn't really work out that well uh (laughs) but you know they uh they said that i was pretty engaging on our social media. If if a customer had a problem, they would see that, you know, shoot me your email number in the comments of a YouTube channel or something like that. And Ben, who started the company, was doing all the uh, videos at that point. And they eventually said, what if you were to do like that full time you know go out there shoot talk about guns and just be the do this uh, the yeah. the technical you know technical job is the uh, or my technical title is the brand engagement manager for classic firearms so as long as you know I'm driving traffic to the website and people are arguing about my top five not being what they agree with in the comment section and boosting our algorithm or or playing the algorithm to our favor and boosting our engagement, then sweet, I'm doing my job, you know, so easy enough.
1: (laughs) Nice. So essentially, what you're saying is you sucked at working at the warehouse, but they liked you enough to not get rid of you. And they were just like, all right, I mean, this kid kind of has a face for a video, I guess he speaks well and cares about the customer. So like, let's just try him here. And see if it sticks. And it just so happened that it stuck. You were decent at your job.
2: Yeah. I, I finally got decent at my job. That's right. Yeah. I had to change my job for me, but you know, I finally got okay at it. And uh, that's what I've been doing now since what, 2019, I want to say, and 2018. And so that's, uh, and it's been pretty fun. You know, we started doing the show coverage and things along those, and we kind of really turned it around a little bit because we brought on Ryan who's now and you, uh, you met Ryan this past uh, couple of days. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's our primary videographer. And he does a lot more than that. He helps schedule a lot of the content and everything. And so they brought us together. And then it was like, okay, a lot of the videos we were doing before were kind of like just product overview uh-huh. like hey we got some panzer shotguns let's just talk about this for a couple minutes and you know there you go uh yeah. for this price, you can pick it up at our website and then we kind of like wanted to evolve from that uh, because we had a decent following at that point in time i want to say that you know when i took this job we had about maybe uh either the high two, low three hundred thousand 000 subscribers already so that was a decent following and so we were like okay let's turn it into more content based instead of product based. And let's actually like really have fun with this and start doing some stupid stuff too. Like, you know, blowing up a Toyota Prius with 300 pounds of Tannerite, which we recently did. So mm-hmm. uh, and it's, and it's worked out. I mean, we recently, within the last, you know, four months, I want to say where we, uh, we got, you know, we broke that a million, 1 million subscribers on YouTube. And we got our gold play button, which I never thought I'd actually see. And I say that now is we currently have a strike on our YouTube channel. Right. <laughs> Yeah, So that's pretty cool for a video that we put out in like 2020, I think it was a polymer 80 video. So uh yeah, so so that's fun. But yeah, the content creation side of things has really blown up. And we've got, you know, a lot of great people working with us too. That's like, you know, like Katie, for instance, trying to get more of a uh, female or woman, women dem- demographic involved. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, let's, let's be honest, how many You know, bearded white guys are talking about guns on YouTube. And, uh, you know, so trying to get a little bit of a different perspective is something I think that a lot of our viewers are starting to value as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's go back and talk about Classic Firearms. What is Classic Firearms for those who don't know?
2: Yeah, so Classic Firearms is an online retailer of firearms, ammunition, apparel, range gear, all sorts of actually crazy stuff. We actually have a K-Bar pizza cutter on our website as well. So we sell just about everything. But we're mostly known for our surplus. Ben started the company, and a lot of people who've been, you know, following Classic for some time, they'll know Ben. Uh, he started the company in the late '80s with the sale of a couple of Mosin at like a gun show, and after that, he was hooked, and he wanted to find the best surplus, and he started making contacts all throughout the industry. And so then he started sourcing everything he could from Swiss Lugers to SKSs to Mosin-Legants to M39s, all sorts of cool European, even Chinese surplus, whatever we could find to bring in and offer, you know, to the United States population. Mm -hmm. And that really was our bread and butter for the longest time. And unfortunately, just before COVID, you know, that's when we really stopped seeing a lot of that surplus. I mean, at one point, 3,000 SKS is just covered in Cosmoline uh, sitting in our old warehouse. And that was awesome to look at a bunch of Tokarev pistols, all sorts of like Nagant revolvers, all sorts of cool things. And now all of a sudden it's like, you know, it's not as exciting because, you know, surplus is going to dry up. That's just the nature of the beast until something else, you know, gets discovered like a bunch of M1 carbines in Ethiopia or something. uh, Then, you know, it's going to be kind of like we get a batch of something here and there, but surplus was our bread and butter and where we got started. And we've ultimately evolved into a massive online retailer for, you know, modern firearms, classic firearms, pun intended, and Mm -hmm. just about everything else you could think of.
1: Nice. I love it. Funny story. So my editor, he recently bought an AR fifty-seven upper from you guys. Oh
2: the AR57 uppers, yep.
1: Yeah. He almost didn't though because you had such a good price on it. And he thought that it was one of those like clever scam sites that had surfaced recently and that they've like really done their homework to make it look good. And then another Patreon told him about it and like that he'd been ordering from you guys for years. So that's what ultimately made him, you know pull the trigger pun intended and buy that but how do you guys manage to have such great deals and such great prices
2: uh yeah so first of all the ar-57 upper is freaking cool it takes you know uh what mags and you can put it right on your ar-15 and and it will run with like the franklin army binary trigger Mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun uh but really it comes down like i was talking about before ben's contacts you know we get pretty good offers because of his reputation within this industry. And we try to be as competitive as possible too, because, you know, we're competing with brick and mortars. We're competing with other online retailers. And, you know, so if Ben at the end of the day too, he can, he can talk people down a little bit, you know, he's people understand, you know, within the business, our marketing power But they also understand, you know, that, you know, they're trying to make money too. And Ben's a very, very fair, one of the most, he's definitely the best boss I've ever had. Uh, He's just that caring and everything else, but he knows how to, how to wheel and deal too. The man's good. And so he'll get people down on price and then give us really competitive pricing on some products. And sometimes we also get the exclusive, sometimes we'll be exclusive to some products. And uh, we've got some things I can't really talk about right now, but that are pretty exciting that are going to be imported. I might talk about a little bit later, but we'll see. But, you know, there's things that are going to be just exclusive to us. And we're still trying to beat down the price zone because we still want to be competitive, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. that's the ultimate goal and especially when it comes to you know some surplus and you know one-off items kind of like that ar57 upper, or we want to try to be really careful with what we price that at because granted you know at the end of the day we're still a business we still need to make money you know yeah. uh, we still need to be able to buy other product that come in but we also don't want to get a reputation of like some other retailers out there who try to market up stuff so ridiculously that it ruins them you know mm-hmm. so exactly. we, we try to walk that really fine line and if we can you know earn the trust of our customers and everything else, and also get the respect for having competitive pricing, then absolutely. That's what we're going to lean towards, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you hear a bunch of like rough ruffling or whatever in the background, it's not me. It's my dog. I was <laughs> oh, it Peaches back there. Yeah. Peaches. She's got like the zoomies right now. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then she just looks at me like, what, what are you looking at? After I'm like looking at her like, yo, you're ruining my podcast.
2: She's like, no, 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 no. You're ruining my Zoomies, dog. What are you yeah, doing? What, no kidding.
1: Doing? <laughs> um, but I think that that is the perfect time to take a quick break to talk about primary arms. Do you have any experience with primary arms optics?
2: Uh, I've used some of their optics. Uh, I haven't used much of, I haven't used a lot of it though. I, I to be completely honest with you, I can't tell you which optic I was shooting. It was at, uh, it was at one range day. I am a fan of like their ACCS or ACSS reticle though. I can't uh-huh.
0: say that. Yeah.
2: But yeah, that's about as much experience as I have.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm a really big fan. And I think I'm such a fan that when we were shooting AKs with iron sights, I've become a little bit too much of a fan of like red dots and scopes <laughs> that I'm like, okay, going back to irons. Wow, this is this is kind of a challenge. And I never thought that I'd be like that because that's essentially what I learned off of. But yeah, I was a little bit on the struggle bus. But anyway, so Primer Arms, uh, they have an awesome new LPVO that. It's not so little. So the SLX, the 1 to 10 by 28 SFP gives you the size and low power option of a traditional LPVO, but with 10 times zoom for long range. It's the first 1 to 10 and it's going to be shipping next month in both the popular Griffin and Raptor reticles. If you want to check these out, they're on sale for pre-order at $449, but don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY, all one word, and you're going to get a free cleaning kit with every primary arms optic that you buy.
2: I'm just going to say that's a really good price for a one to 10 optic. I'm going to have to take a look at one of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you should. I mean, I continue to be amazed with just the quality of their optics. Okay. So let's talk about Thunder Ranch. Oh, yes. You know, what's funny is like, if you've ever gone skiing or something like that, and then you go to sleep that night and you're like laying in your bed and you still imagine that you're like skiing, you're doing like pizza pie and French fries. (laughs) <laughs> have you ever skied yeah. i'm like if you've never skied then you're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> yeah, i know
2: exactly what you're talking about you feel about. like you're
1: yeah. still hitting those jumps so i was yeah. i've been like laying in bed like the last two nights and i still feel like i'm like shooting an ak <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know maybe my brain got a little rattled from this i don't even know i'm like what is going on but i gotta say it was so much fun i don't know if you've ever trained with clint before or knew much about him before this but i didn't and mm. I mean, I've heard of Thunder Ranch and I've heard his name, but I never really, I've never met him before this. And I was kind of thinking that, like, oh, it's going to be like, I'll be honest, like I went to gun sight like a month, well, two months ago, maybe, and I didn't have like the best time. And I thought it was kind of fuddy. And I thought for sure, you know, when I saw, I pulled up a picture of Clint and he's older. And I'm just like, man, it's going to be like another FUD class teaching us like outdated stuff. And, you know, but I mean, any training is, if you can take training, why not? Like if you have the opportunity to, to get more training and then you could always pick and choose what you take away from it. And so I figured out oh, I'm going to do this. And if anything, it might teach me, you know, what not to do or how I don't want to act towards my students or anything like that. But I was like pleasantly surprised. Clint is, I mean, he does not sugarcoat anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure the first thing that he told us when we got there was to unfuck ourselves. Yes, and, absolutely. I mean, you're just like, oh, uh, and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, this is I'm going to talk to my students like this moving forward.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you should. And see, he's got that mindset. So, you know, uh, Clint Smith, I did I did know quite a bit about him before we went out there. He's one of those guys that I kind of like, just like he's a man that, you know, I would just absolutely idolize yeah. because he's seen some shit, right? Like yeah. this guy here. I mean, he's got he's a Purple Heart veteran, United States Marines, uh, Vietnam War vet. And so, you know, he and I, you know, talked a little bit about, you know, us both being Marines as well. And he made fun of me a little bit for not shaving and, and, you know, it, it, it was a good time, but, you know, I've always wanted to take one of his classes up at, and then whenever uh century, you know, kind of approached us with this, I was like, absolutely. Let's do this. Let's, you know, run this giveaway and the winner of this giveaway. And for everybody that doesn't know, classic farms gives away a lot of guns. <laughs> like it's ridiculous what, what we do, but that's our marketing. And so, uh, you know, we gave away their Thunder Ranch model, AK, the, the Vishka and Ben who won that, you know, was flown out to Thunder Ranch to, to shoot with us. And and you and I got to hang out with him and meet him. And he got to hang out with the guys from century and, uh, Mike that was out there. And so it was a really, really cool time for Ben. He told me, this was you know, one of the best experiences of his life. This is the first time he ever flew. You know, yeah, and so, so he's getting a, a taste of, of Clint Smith also and, and coming back to it, you know, the type of training that, you know, it's the entire concept of, you know, the Marine Corps might change, but ultimately the Marine doesn't, you know. Yeah. And so when he started kind of getting on to a couple of people about their performance or whatever, you know, I was like, hell yeah, light them up. You know what I mean? And and some guys you could tell might take it a little personally, uh, but you can't do that, especially with a guy like him, because he says, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything because, well, quite honestly, this is life or death. Do you want to feel good or do you want to stay alive? Exactly. yeah, because the guy that's shooting at you, he doesn't give a shit about how you feel. He just wants you dead. So mm-hmm. make him dead first, you know, and that type of mindset, I absolutely love. And uh, you can't have fragile feelings with him in a class if you're yeah. you got to have pretty thick skin. But at the end of it, you see how he is. You saw it. I mean, he's over there, you know, laughing it up with us talking about you guys did great at this. I'm so honored to have you guys here, you know, and it's kind of like, is, are you sure this is the same guy? Because he was just telling me to unfuck myself. I know. And Saying, saying so happy to see me, you know, but that's just how he is. And I think that's really that Marine Corps mindset, too, of like, look, don't take it personally, but do yeah. better.
1: Yeah, exactly. He was even telling me, he's like, come on, you stupid influencer. Let's go. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, I heard him at one point. Hurry up, Hollywood. And I think he's being nice to you, you know.
1: I know. I think he was, too. I think he and I told him like multiple times, I was like, don't be afraid to criticize me or say whatever. Like, I, you know, I'm totally fine with it. But yeah, he was just, I don't know. He's really, to put it quite frankly, I think he's very brilliant in how he approaches things and his outlook and even the things that he taught. He definitely wasn't outdated. It was a lot of stuff that he taught. I've taught my students or I agreed with. And I i mean, it was definitely an enjoyable class, but it wasn't easy. I have mm-hmm. a black and blue bruise on my shoulder. <laughs> um, my cheek weld like it freaking from just you know, putting my cheek on the stock because you guys have yeah. to remember like the AK stock, so it's wooden, and then there's the metal butt plate. There's like nothing really absorbing this recoil or like nothing comfortable about it. And then when you're shooting in these weird positions, and I know obviously to like shoulder a gun, whether it's an AR or an AK properly, like in that, you know, the little pad, but even then, like you still aren't shooting. Like when you're laying down shooting sideways, it's not always wow. the easiest thing to do. And then I was wearing gloves, but I still have like blisters and cuts on my hand. And it was pretty intense.
2: No. Um, and, you know, and that's something I really appreciated about the class. Like, first on day one, when we started doing the fundamentals and everything, and we were just practicing trigger control, side alignment, breathing, you know, I was getting kind of bored. I was like, okay, all right, come on, you know, let's, let's speed it up. And then day two hit. And then I was like, I am really happy. We took our time on day one for right. everybody, else too, because, you know, I get that, you know, you and I might be the exception out there. You and I shoot quite a bit, uh, but we had a couple of guys who, who quite simply didn't, you know. Yeah. And so it was really good for them to learn that and get those fundamentals. And it was really good for me to get back into that, because that's something I think, especially you as an instructor, the guy who shoots all the freaking time. You know, even today, we're shooting a bunch of AK still and and shot the uh, new SIG macro, which we'll talk about here in a few but, you know, it's, it was really good for me to get that kind of knocked back in my head. Like, hey, slow down. I mean, he told me at one point, no, hey, jarhead, slow down, dumbass. Because yeah. all I want to do is go fast. But I was hitting the target, but I wasn't as accurate. Even yeah. Heidi yelled at me at one point, you know, Clint Smith's wife, because, you know, we were running the final drill there. So we did the Punisher. Then you had the AK at 100 yards, the PSL at the 1, 2, 300 yards. And then you ran to the canic, the rival. And I picked that rival up, loaded it and got, you know, two shots on three targets. I mean, it was a smooth rhythm. I mean, it was pop, 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 and it was perfect. And she said, okay, slow down and actually be accurate this time. And I'm like, bro, those were pretty accurate. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, I thought that was pretty good. But then I was like, okay, cool. So let me breathe, pop, 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 pop. And those were almost stacked up with each other. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I appreciate what you did because I yeah. do get in my head. I just want to go fast, right? That's yeah. what I'm thinking. You know, like straight up, you know, Talladega Knights over there. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, slow down and let's stack these rounds on top of each other. And let's look really impressive then.
1: You're basically saying so your hits weren't as good as mine because Heidi actually did tell me I had the best pistol shots.
2: Look, the only reason that is, is because you shot those first and you could clearly see where your groups were. Okay. You no, know, that's what it was. And I think the sun may have been in her eyes, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you did great. Yeah, no. Well, you
1: uh, Well, actually, I do want to tell you guys, though, the listeners, just so because I was not a badass on the AK. I was on the struggle bus. And one of the like stupidest, most rookie mistakes that I could have made. And I'm still just like, and I blame it on the fact that I just have so much going on in my life right now. I'm still trying to sell my stupid house. My yeah. new house is like, I just went there today. It's pretty much done. I'm like, okay, slow down because I haven't sold my old house yet. I'm still like, I'm struggling to keep uh, my head above water with work and stuff. So I just wasn't yeah. thinking, but this was a really big eye opener because when I was just going back to the basics and lining up my sights and shooting irons, that front post on the AK site, because it has the, you know, you have your front sight and then the walls cut, like oh, the, yeah, the little wings up, like protect protecting, the front. Yeah, yeah, protecting that front sight. I kept aligning the stupid little wings or walls, whatever you want to call it with that back sight that little notch. Yeah. And I... And so the first time that we shot the AK, only two of my hits even hit the target. I think we had to shoot five. So not even 50% of my hit the target. We're not even talking about in the center. And, you know, if you guys follow me, like I could hit fairly well. Like I'm a pretty accurate shooter. And I was just like, what? What is going on? Um, Oh, I remember because
2: I was like, Ava. What the hell is
1: that?
0: You
2: know? Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure I know you and that you can do better than that. And uh Yeah,
1: I even I I was just like, oh well, this is gonna be a long two days. And luckily I figured it out, but I still kept even after I figured it out every now and then I would still keep making the mistake because I would see, you know, that three-sight picture and just go ahead and take the shot. And I wasn't even lining up that front side, it was still using like one of the wings. It was just a stupid error, but it just goes to show. I mean, everybody makes mistakes, and that's why we train and why we want to even train like in these classes where maybe even the instructors kind of yelling at us, and it's it's not the most comfortable experience. But that's what's going to essentially save our lives because if you don't shoot well under pressure or figure this shit out beforehand, this is the shit that's going to go wrong, and it's probably going to cost your life.
2: Well, that's exactly his point too, as to why he you know wanted an ak for some of his classes because he said you know he he taught the entire course as like it's a battlefield pickup get used to it shoot it you know everybody gets really comfortable on their glocks and ars and then all of a sudden they get an ak in their hands and and something else and then they're like uh what do i do and he said the time to be learning this new weapon system is not whenever you're taking rounds you know so you know get get familiar with all sorts of different systems out there and different platforms And become efficient at weapons craft is what he said. Become efficient at weapons craft, not just efficient at an AR, not just efficient with your everyday carry, which are good, cool, do that, but do more on top of that. You know, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened there. And so, you know, you recognize the problem though. And then I know, I know that you were kind of like double checking yourself then like, oh, wait, am I actually on the front side post or am I looking at the stupid wing? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was yeah I mean, it made me laugh, so there's there's
1: that, you know, so yeah, thank cool. you for that, yeah, awesome, yeah, cool. and it made you look really good on the range. That's awesome <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you did you did really good and and, like I said, there were a couple other people there too who haven't run the a k, you know um, yeah. and it is a different beast, you know it's it's a larger caliber. it's going to produce more recoil, it's completely different controls. The only thing that's similar to that in an a r is the fact that it has a stock, a grip and a barrel, you know, right. Even the uh, even the side apertures, if you're running iron sights on your AR, most likely look different than what uh-huh. you're running on an AK. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a good thing to learn these different types of systems. And I did have a little bit of an advantage because we were just running our uh, our next giveaway, which I'm not going to announce right now because we have that strike on YouTube and we had to postpone it, but I don't want to spoil what it is just yet. But it is an AK type. And so I was running a bunch of drills with an AK before I went out there. So I was already kind of like freshened up a little bit. So I had a little bit of an advantage. I'm not going to say oh. I cheated. I had a little bit of an advantage.
1: Yeah, meanwhile, I'm like, I don't remember the last time I touched an AK. Like, I have my Galil, my IWI Galil, and then I have a Draco, but I haven't shot that in forever. And then I went to go clean it, and it's just still apart. I haven't put it back together. So it's been a little while. I'm going to take another quick break, talk about Mantis. Do you have any experience with Mantis?
2: Yes, actually. And so does Katie, who's on the channel as well, because she, um, uh, to be quite frank, was not that great with a pistol. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she utilized one of the Mantis systems to try to figure out why exactly she was pulling some of her shots. And then we went out and did a course with Fort Scott Munitions, Battle Line Tactical with Chris Tonto Pronto. You guys might, you know, yeah. you might know him as uh, Tonto from like 13 Hours and, you know, one of the Benghazi survivors and operators. And he was one of the most genuine and kind people I've ever met in my life. And he was just absolutely thrilled to have us there. And he took Katie, you know, and spent like a good maybe 15 minutes with her and mm-hmm. said, hey, let's focus on this. Had her fire three shots at maybe about uh, like maybe 10 yards away. And she stacked those rounds right on top of each other. And I was like, oh, my God what what is happening right now and so she's remembered that and started to uh to practice a little bit more but because of the mantis system she kind of figured out a little bit about finger placement what she was doing why you know like she was squeezing the whole grip when starting to squeeze the trigger and Mm -hmm. that little things like that can really throw your shot and your point of impact and it's cool that this mantis system exists because it you know connects to your phone and and stuff like that which i think is pretty interesting
1: yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It definitely makes you a better shooter. Even if you think that you're a pretty decent trigger puller, I would say definitely get it because it will come up with some advice on things to correct. And it's a game changer. So if you guys want to check that out, head on over to mantisx.com. All right. So are we just going to act like it didn't happen or should I bring it up? Um, Which part? I know. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I know there was a lot of parts. And if we could just not bring up a lot of that, that would be great. (laughs) Okay. But there was a time at night when I was dared to eat 12 chocolate candy bars and they're not huge. They weren't like the full size candy bars. They were the bite size candy bars, but I had 12 of them in my mouth and then I had two minutes to swallow it. And I was doing really well. I got all 12 candy bars in my mouth. I'm like, all right, all I got to do is chew and swallow. And then next thing you know, I'm choking. There's chocolate <laughs> drool coming out of my mouth. There's chocolate all over my face. It
2: was, it was the bun. best you've ever looked. All right. You <laughs> <30 years. laughs>
1: and luckily somebody pulled over one of those like basket trash cans and my face is just in the trash can. And I do have it on video and I'll probably post it to my Patreon group. It was pretty funny watching it the next day, but while it was happening, I was like, I never want to eat candy bars again. That lasted about 20 minutes. Cause then after that, I started eating more candy bars, but yeah, it was, you know, yeah. No, that's what you get pressured into doing when you go on these trips. <laughs> well,
2: and so I, I told Adam over at Century, I said, dude, we should we should definitely do more events like this and get, you know, and do another collaboration and fly out another winner to it might be Thunder Ranch again or to somewhere else. And they get kind of like this inside of uh the, the industry and these people that, you know, you know, Ben said he watches the YouTube videos and he yeah. you knew about the way obviously and all that stuff and then all of a sudden he meets us and he's like these guys are just absolute clowns
1: yeah uh, i know go, right
2: he's like there's nothing special about these guys sure they shoot a lot and they occasionally hit the target but they know how to party and ava almost choked to death with 12 chocolate bars in her mouth
1: can so you imagine cool. if that's how i went down <laughs> you guys have at least made like made up a, a lie you know as to like oh no man so she was like giving it her all she was shooting that AK like a badass, you know. It was just well, like, "bing, bing, bing," just hitting the steel, and just maybe like not tell everybody that I choked on a bunch of candy bars.
2: That
1: would, I would. Uh, that would be nice.
2: I, you know, I would probably speak at your funeral, and and I'd probably be honest about what happened. And I don't okay. think too many. I don't think too many people would be surprised, you know. I don't know. All
1: right, fine. Well, just because of that, um, I will tell everybody. If you, if anything happened to you, and they were like, Why is his shirt all dirty? And I'd be like, I don't know. I have no idea. Why does it smell like crap too? And it has dirt on it and some boob sweat. And
2: <laughs> well, I did you a favor, all right? I let you borrow a shirt. I only realized that that was the last shirt that I had. Uh, and I didn't have anything clean to wear back in the airport. So well,
1: Yeah, so I'm, Clint's I'm- like, I'm gonna need that shirt back after <laughs> I, we just we had like the most intense day ever. We were literally rolling around in the dirt. I was sweating in places that I didn't even realize I could sweat. And I mean, <laughs> the shirt was disgusting. I was like, dude, I don't know if you really want to wear this. And he's like, I don't have any other shirts. So, and I was like, all right, well, here you go. I feel bad for the person sitting next to you on the plane. And then it happened to be me. So I felt bad for myself.
2: So, so it worked out. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean, it's fine. You know, like, hey, it is it is what it is. And ironically enough, all my other shirts I absolutely wore the crap out because if anybody's seen some of our other videos where I've done, you know, maybe some of the competitive shooting or some of the other training courses that we've done, I get very competitive. And uh, I, you know, even though I, I, I took off the elbow pads and the knee pads that we were shooting with, because they were annoying me, they kept getting in the way. So instead, you know, I came in sliding on my knees, you know, on gravel, I was, you know, absolutely. I don't care, right? It's one of those things. It's like, you know what? My body will heal. My clothes can be repaired, or I can get new ones. But the shot needs to be perfect, and I need to be the fastest. And so, everything else that I wore was absolutely disgusting. The shirt you wore uh, was actually not too bad, so
0: I'll take it.
2: Nice. Yeah, but don't worry, I'll I'll send you some, uh, I'll send you some swag and everything and in the correct size for you. So you don't have to worry about borrowing one of my one of my gross shirts or whatever.
1: (laughs) I appreciate it. I mean, sad day, but like we are kind of the same size. So you know,
2: there's (laughs) I was out in the desert. uh, For anybody that might be listening, that's a Marine. I was stuck at freaking 29 Palms Camp Wilson for a month. And I lost 20 pounds while I was out there uh, because the food sucks. And to go, you know, wash your clothes, that was like a, I think about 2,800 steps for me in 110 degree weather. To go to the bathroom was about uh, 1,400 steps, and you know, so you know, you lose a
1: little bit of weight out there. So oh, I'll get back I and- think I'll get I found back- your 20 pounds. So <laughs> yeah, we we met we met in the middle, but right. But anyway, no, so it's fine. It's fine.
2: It's it's it'll it'll come back.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm really excited that we're going to be recording content together again in like yes. 10 days.
2: Yes. And actually, we didn't even talk about this because you and I both covered some of the, the Thunder Ranch stuff. So uh, you'll have your video. We feature each other. That'll be pretty fun on uh, both of our YouTube channels. So that that'll be pretty cool. And yeah, Stag Arms. I saw that you actually not too long ago had Auburn on your podcast. I did. Um, I, I freaking love that guy. And uh, you also had a uh, Paul Noonan on there with Fox Trot Mike. We can talk about him a little bit later too. Um, he's awesome, dude. Also, but uh, yeah, Stag is coming out here in just over a week, and. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun I shot the rifle that they sent out here for me to use for the first time today the uh, their new three gun competition mm-hmm. uh, with that hyperfire trigger on it the uh, I think it's uh, that barrel super lightweight super flat shooting and that hyperfire trigger is awesome nice. but uh, we're, I think we're gonna have a good time here in a little bit
1: yeah definitely so I look forward to sharing that content with you guys as well but like Clint said, uh, be on the lookout for both of our YouTube videos, where it is slightly different with the content that we captured at Thunder Ranch. All right. So on that note, is there any future plans that you can share with us other than spending more time with me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so let's see. I know recently CMMG is going to be holding like their 20th anniversary. Uh, that's something I'm planning on going to. Uh, what else? There's I'm trying, I'm trying to think. We got giveaways all the time, uh, but this week we unfortunately don't because of that strike on YouTube and it's just really putting a uh, wrench into things. But there's also, there's the, uh, I think it's called the All-American Shoot. Um, it's at the Sawmill here, not too far away from where we're at in uh, right outside Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's in South Carolina. The Sawmill is what it's called. and it's uh, So you know Knob Creek, the machine gun shoot? That's not happening anymore. And, uh, what the sawmill is trying to do with this all American shoot is of what I think it's called is pretty much take that back over. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be like a big gun show. There's going to be a bunch of vendors there. There's going to be a couple of people that I'm tight with. Like I think Fox Shop Mike is going to be there. Sylvan arms is going to be there. And so those are, those are two uh, guard dog body armor is going to be there. I actually have to double check if Paul with FM is going to be there. I can't remember if he is, but guard dog body armor will be there and they're awesome. And so, uh, I'm like, you say machine guns and i'll be there you know what i mean yeah and, uh, so that's something that's really exciting i think that's coming up in october some at some point so that that'll be pretty exciting too but as far as this year goes i think that's that's about it uh we haven't talked too much about i went to red october last year that ak shoot out there and had a really good time with it but uh, we haven't talked too much about it this year but um as far as future plans go that's about it for the moment but the most, uh, I guess you could say soon to come is going to be you and stag arms coming out to, uh, you know, try to beat me and Katie or something, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. That should be interesting, especially because I feel like, well, nobody has any three gun experience. So it's, it's going to be even more interesting, but
2: yeah, exactly. I, I, you know,
1: like, yeah. I haven't done
2: like, you know, per se legitimate three gun, you know, going shotgun, pistol, you know, rifle. Uh, But we've got, we've got a pretty cool, pretty fun thing coming up because that, that stag three gun competition AR is pretty impressive and uh, we're all going to run it. I'm going to have, I've got a couple of shotgun ideas, a couple of pistol ideas. So you guys, I think you guys will be in for a treat. It'll be fun.
1: Very nice. All right. All right. So if anybody wants to uh, check out classic firearms or find you guys on YouTube, where can they find classic firearms? And then where can they find you on social media as well? Sure. So
2: classic firearms, we have a lot of posers, unfortunately. There's a lot of fraud accounts on Instagram. And the moment that any of these fraud accounts get wind of uh a giveaway they're they're trying to spam people dm them tell them that they've won that we need a credit card information and with that as soon as we get that credit card information to pay for shipping we'll we'll send you your free gun and that's not at all how we work we don't charge the winner anything of uh, shipping or anything like that again we give away a lot of guns and that is our pretty much our primary marketing you know on top of the youtube channel and so, you know, word of mouth and social media is pretty much how Classic Firearms has grown to what it is today. And so at Classic Firearms Official is our only Instagram account. But you have to make sure it's being spelled correctly because there's a couple of uh, poser accounts out there like Classic Firearm Official. You know, there's no S uh, or they might have like multiple eyes that, you know, sometimes easy to look over like C-L-A-I um, or no, I'm sorry, C-L-A-S-S-I-I-I-C or something like that, you know. And so there's a lot of fraud accounts out there and we have zero luck with trying to get them removed. Uh, We'll get posts taken down. We'll get shadow banned and we'll get, you know, uh, actually just, just as of yesterday, uh, our Facebook page got taken down and then then was republished after we appealed it. But all of our fraud accounts are still up, you know, the irony behind that. Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh, I know. Yeah. So it, it absolutely sucks. Uh, but that's where you can find us on YouTube too. Classic Firearms. Me personally, uh, for obvious reasons, I go by uh, at MagDump underscore Morgan on Instagram, and uh, it's a it's a pretty good time. And yeah, I I only have I have two accounts actually. I have a backup account because at one point things were getting kind of spicy, and I started getting notifications that Instagram was kind of looking at me too. So I was like, ah, oh, let's just make a backup account for fun. But uh, I don't have as many posers as the main Classic Firearms account does. But yeah, unfortunately, they're still prevalent.
1: All right, cool. All right, guys, we'll go ahead and give Clint and Classic Firearms a follow. And on that note, we're going to talk about Caldwell real quick before we start talking about politics. Yeah. Caldwell, we were shooting a steel. Like shooting a steel is just so fun, especially because. If you're shooting at a distance, you don't necessarily have to see the target, but you can just like hear it. And it's just like music to my ears. But in my opinion, they have some of the most affordable steel out there. They just added a new way to hang up targets. So they have the shepherd's hook steel target hanger. It's quick and easy to put up it has three legs, and you could usually push into the dirt and it holds up to 16 pound targets. That's up to their 13-inch octagon target, and you can hang it from it It as a nylon rubber strap to hang your plate from, so it won't cause fatigue on the stand from recoil. They're 45 inches tall, so pretty optimal height for targets. Best of all, they're only $29.99, which is really affordable when you think about it. Check those out at caldwellshooting.com. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, and that's going to get you 10% off.
2: That's pretty cool. We um, we partnered with Caldwell not too long ago on a Red Arrow Weapons uh, giveaway. And that's when we blew up that Toyota Prius. And Caldwell pitched in a lot of stuff for that giveaway, including a Target um, uh, and some things. And they just make great products. So, yeah, nice. awesome recommendation.
1: I'm going to tell them that I'm going to go blow up a Prius. See what Dude,
2: I, it, it is so much fun. So the moment we did that, uh, we got in trouble which was kind of cool. Three counties started to respond. But the moment we did it, we were like, so we're doing like 600 pounds next time, right? So
1: we're... You? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering how rich you guys are to be able to, you know, blow up a used a Toyota a Prius. I mean, used cars nowadays are pretty expensive. Not whether it runs or it doesn't
2: <laughs> Yeah. so no retro weapons provided the uh so there were actually two cars we blew up one and then we used another one to kind of like you know do drive-bys with because <laughs> we ah. were like how hard, how hard is it to shoot out of a moving vehicle and uh so we so we did a, a whole video on that uh we sh- i mean we if if we're going to blow something up and absolutely destroy it, we're going to have fun with it first, you know? So we did like um, the effects of shooting through a windshield while you're in the vehicle, what it's like, you know, if I I used um, an intruder in a box is what it's called. And uh, it actually simulates bone, cartilage, skin, flesh, l- liquids in, in the body. Uh, and to see what type of damage your type of ammunition would do on that. And you can hit it, I think, like, like nine times or something like that. And so we put that box in there and we actually like shot through the windshield. And you can see that, you know, if you're shooting through the windshield of a vehicle and because it's sloped and at that angle, it will actually throw off your shot a little bit. And uh, your point of impact will shift because it is going through, a, in a sense, a barrier. Uh, but, yeah, we have all sorts of fun like that. And, yeah, when we do that again, we'll invite you out.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I like to have fun, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. So, today in politics.
0: Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF.
1: Concealed carry in Jersey. On the heels of the Bruin decision, New Jersey was one of several states that announced they had dropped their good cause requirement for concealed carry permits. The big question was would anyone actually be able to get a permit? Rumors have abounded on social media of people applying and getting denied as well as permits issued. There are two people we can confirm that have applied and been granted permits. The New Jersey State Police website has a document on permit to carry instructions that outlines the necessary steps if you live there. One thing to know, they don't differentiate between a resident or non-resident permits. Jamie DeAngelis from Hackettstown was the first confirmed applicant. Before going in for qualifications, he practiced shooting out to 25 yards. The qualifications turned out to be a modified version of New Jersey's retired police officer qualification on an FBI Q target. 50 rounds total per firearm with 10 rounds at 3, 5, 7, 10, and 15 yards. After his qualification, he went to apply on July 26th with the following. Three copies with signatures from each reference on every copy. Consent for mental health records search filled out and signed in front of the issuing authority. Affidavit stating lawful ownership of the firearms intended to be carried included a list of the make, model, and serial number to prove they're registered to him, $50 certified mail order made out to Treasurer, State of New Jersey, color copies of driver's license and birth certificates for one and a half by one and a half photos, and his certified qualification. After turning in his applications, he received instructions to get his fingerprints taken. He was issued a permit without restrictions on August 12th. He said, A lady called me and it was funny. The lady from the courthouse called and she's like, I'm so and so from the courthouse of Warren and Belvedere. Your permit is ready. And I knew one of my references just turned in this thing. So I thought she was one of my friends messing with me. And because a lot of them were saying, oh, you're going to get denied. You're going to get denied. You're going to get denied. And you're not going to get it. Everyone kept telling me that I was dumb and stupid for putting it in so early. I was going to get denied. So in the back of my head, I thought I'm going to get denied. I really started thinking there's no chance it's going to happen. I'm going to get denied. When she called me and told me it was done, I asked who put you up to calling me? One of my friends, one of my friends did this. She started laughing and she was like, no, I'm serious. You can come pick it up. You just have to sign it. Keith S. went through a similar experience getting his qualification and application. When he went to get his permit, though his experience was a bit different, he said, you meet with the judge and he reads the statute to you. And then he reads to you the firearms that are listed on your permit to make sure that the serial number and the firearm match, which as it happened on my qualification form, it happens that my serial number starts with like a six. And on that form said, I qualify with the model six six, six hour, Sauer." So I told the judge, I'm sorry, Your Honor, but that's not true. I qualify with a SIG 365. So he's like, oh my God, he took me through the paperwork to pull out the pink slip. He told the clerk to go on the back end just and fix it. I waited a couple of minutes. I sat in the front. They went back and they redid my paperwork, came out, handed me my permit. He told me to laminate it. And we had a great chat about firearm safety and everything. As amazing as it sounds if you're out in New Jersey, it is confirmed that you can get a permit now. Wow. So, <laughs> That's yeah. a, I, thought, that I thought for sure. Crazy. So obviously I didn't read before this, before the show started, because, you know, my life is just a chaotic mess lately. And I'm just like, basically winging my entire life. So I didn't read through the show notes, but I was like, oh, I already know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. No one's getting approved. But yeah. that ended up actually being a good story, like a happy ending. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it still seems like they have a lot
2: to go through.
1: Yeah, uh, I know, you know that, the qualifications. Things.
2: Yeah, so like in North Carolina, I know that we have like an eight-hour class, and then we do have a shooting portion. But the shooting portion is—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say a, a joke because there are people that fail it, uh, but. It is one of those things where it's like it's very basic, you know. Uh, you're shooting within a very close proximity or a close distance because that's typically when mo- where most engagements take place anyway. Uh, but it's still eight hours of your day that you have to go to this course. Uh, you pay money to go to this course. Then you have to submit, depending on what county you're in, too. Uh, you still have to submit let me back up really quick. You, no matter what, you still have to submit um, a you know a request for a concealed carry permit, and you send in your certificate that you took the concealed carry class. And then depending on which county you're in, it could take a month, a few months. And my concealed carry permit actually expired back in uh, June. And I started the renewal in March. I am still waiting for that to come through. So I I currently don't have a valid concealed carry permit, but they did tell me that I could still carry. I just wouldn't be eligible to purchase anything. And I'm like, well, that's probably going to oh. save me money, actually. But I could still in the state of North Carolina for I think there are 15 bucks get what's called a pistol purchase permit. And then I could take that to a gun shop, buy a pistol. And I'm like, this is a lot, man. Like, why, why do we have to jump through all these stupid hoops to be able to exercise our Second Amendment right? And Of course, I'm typically hit, well, you don't, you think anybody should just be able to own a gun and they don't have to take a class for it or anything. And I'm like, well, I think it's called personal responsibility. And we don't dictate, especially when it comes to rights, uh, not privileges. We're we're talking about rights here. We don't dictate what people ultimately do. They should take it upon themselves to seek training and to better themselves. But at the end of the day, just to be able to exercise the right, I don't think it's necessary. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean?
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Here in Colorado, it's actually not that strict. You don't even have to have any range time. You just have to take like a safety class and then make your appointment with the sheriff's office, apply for your permit, pay like $135, like give or take, depending on the county, and then wait one to three months before it to come in the mail. And then it lasts for five years.
2: Wow. Yeah, Yeah, got it. that that sounds pretty good. I mean, I'd rather just have one of those constitutional carry states, you know, right. like like in New Hampshire or something. You know, I mean, you just hey, you're a, you're an American citizen, right? You live in this state, yeah. All right, cool, carry a gun.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yep, I agree. Yeah,
2: I'm Frank- a big fan of that.
1: Yeah, Franklin Armory. Have you ever shot binary?
2: Oh my goodness, yeah, I own uh i've got a century ap5 I got a binary trigger in that my CZ scorpion i got a binary trigger in that i've shot a lot of their m4s uh we've got the ak binary trigger i have shot a lot of them
0: yes
1: so you have more than i do
2: <laughs> maybe i mean so what's what are, what are you, what's your experience with the binary triggers
1: uh just that i love them and that i don't really want to shoot semi-auto anymore <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. No. Once you go uh, binary, uh, you just never go back. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but no, 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 that's no. I'm actually glad to hear that you have one in your AP five because I also have an AP five uh from it's the MP5 from Century Arms. And I saw that Franklin Armory makes one for an MP5 and I was like, oh, I wonder if it would fit my AP five. So that's actually good to know. Yes,
2: yeah, it it definitely will. We've given away a lot of uh the HK SP5s. And yeah. Unity. Yeah, I typically drop one of the Franklin Army binaries in there, and uh, they run really, really well. It's there's sometimes a little bit of a break-in period, uh, but once you figure out the rhythm and get that thing broken in, it screams. And the the one in the CZ Scorpion, I think, is actually my favorite. That one I am wicked fast with, and it I can almost get the repetition down to where it to where it almost almost mimics full auto, but it definitely isn't full auto. So you know, right. anybody thinking this is a bypass, well, you're incorrect. It's for every motion and mechanical feature of the trigger for so for one trigger pull it's still only one round going down range the release is a separate mechanical action that's taking place so that's a another round going down range on the release of the trigger so Mm -hmm. it's not a machine gun it's
1: nothing like that but it is a lot of fun yeah but the power is in the finger (laughs) i know If you guys want to check it out, head on over to FranklinArmory.com. Don't forget to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and that's going to get you 10% off your entire order.
0: Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit GunFunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours.
1: Today's Q&A is somebody asked, how was Thunder Ranch? Which I guess we kind of already touched upon this. But like I said before, it surpassed my expectations. If I had to do a class again there, I would do it in a heartbeat. I'm extremely thankful that I had the opportunity to train with Clint and not Clint Morgan, who's our guest, but Clint Smith. Uh, Clint Morgan, I don't know. I don't know what I'd walk away with, but no. (laughs) But I mean, so unfortunately, I mean, let's just state the reality of it is, is like he is getting older he actually taught the class with two broken ribs and yeah. a hurt knee and you do kind of think like man some of these legends you know some of these great instructors are you know i mean there's great people every day that are passing away and it's nice to like be able to say like yeah i trained with such a legend and right. not that many people are going to have that experience anymore you know or the opportunity
2: yeah, I know, I know they had a, you know, a scare at one point too, And, you know, and, and Clinton, he's, he's got some stuff going on. I mean, you know, he was in that he's, you know, broke his neck not too long ago, and he's got all sorts of plates and screws in his neck. And he actually has his second knee replacement as the gear shift on one of his little ATVs, you know, and uh, we saw that and thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but that's just the type of man that he is, too. He's he's not going to stop until, you know, until he doesn't want simply just doesn't want to. If he's not enjoying himself, then he'll stop. And I think that's what he told us, too. And like you said, I mean, he's an absolute badass with two broken ribs, jacked up knee, broken neck. He's out there yelling at us and telling us to do better.
1: You
2: know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like Absolute badass, and his wife Heidi. I mean, she's right on top of it too, man. I mean, like I said, she yelled at me like, "Okay, good, you hit the target. That's great. Slow down and hit it better." Right. You know, I'm like walking with the. I'm over here thinking I absolutely smoked that drill, and then she's like, "No, you can do better. Go do better."
1: Yeah. All right. Sorry, mom. (laughs) I know. I loved his wife too. Heidi's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Fantastic people, and it was an awesome experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have the opportunity, definitely. You know, take the three and a half hour drive from Reno Airport all the way to Oregon. Yeah. Take a class. IWI. So when I got back from Oregon, Nevada, California, wherever the hell I was the past two days, (laughs) went through all these states to get there, uh, I was... Pleasantly surprised. Like so, I missed the UPS guy when he was delivering Tavor X ninety five SBR that I got from IWI. I was like super bummed, and luckily they delivered it while it was gone. I just checked it out yesterday, and I'm like so excited for this thing. It's thirteen inch barrel overall. It's about twenty two inches, so it's pretty small. And I believe like the fire control pack, it's like five to six pounds. Mag release ambidextrous has like the traditional AR-15. Mag release location. The forum comes with the Picatinny rails at the three, six, and nine o'clock positions with removable rail covers. Charging handle has also been moved closer to like center mass for an easier charge. So really looking forward to trying it out on the range. I also got a bunch of accessories for it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited between that and the Smith and Wesson revolver, the 350. I'm pretty excited for my next range day. Which should uh, I be coming
2: up. Yeah, as soon as you started talking about your Tavor, I reached under my desk here and I picked up mine. And uh,
1: <laughs> but you don't have an SBR. so what up? No, I do
2: not, and that's something that's really, really cool because these are already pretty compact guns as it is, as they're bullpups in nature. Um, yeah. But mine was a 16 inch. But you know, yours. I think yours is a 12.5. I think that's what the SBR yeah. is. They're yeah. 13 inch. Build. and so you know, you you wouldn't think that cutting that back just you know by three inches is going to be that big of a deal. But uh, good news, guys, th- that's actually a lot. And uh-huh. uh, so, I mean, it meets right up to pretty much where the fore end meets. And it's so good looking. And I like mine with uh, a Trijicon ACOG on it. If you haven't shot a Tavor with an ACOG, it's almost like it was made for it. It is so perfect. And it just naturally picks up a great side alignment. 10 out of 10 would recommend. But no, I'm a big fan of the Tavor. They shoot great.
1: Yeah, I am too.
0: Tactic Talk discussing popular guns and gear love it hate it find out now
1: all right tacti talk so you mentioned that you had a chance to try out the new p365 the x macro and i haven't had too much time to look at it but it definitely looks a little bit bigger. Uh from my yeah. understanding, the grip is bigger and it holds, is it 17 rounds? Is that yep. it so actually um I have it right right here. That's it. Oh that's cool.
2: Well <laughs> um, yeah, my if so when you get here, you're gonna look at my desk and be like Clint, you live in filth. And then you look close and you're like, oh that's just a bunch of guns. And I'm like, yes, uh-huh. okay, that's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, but uh today we we just got these macros in and we got quite a few of them in. And uh, I was excited and immediately pulled one out of stock for me. And uh we took it to the range today. Katie and I both did a video on it. And we compared it to like the 320C or the M18, we compared it to the 365XL and the base 365. And this thing, look, we have no like, affiliation with sig or anything i i love a lot of their products uh but i can be completely honest about them as well yeah uh, as I typically try to be on the channel. And there's nothing bad I can really say about this gun. It feels great. It's got adjustable back straps. I think this is the first 365 that does. Uh-huh. Uh, you do have a full-size grip with a 17-round magazine and a gun that's smaller than a Glock 19, which has a 15-round mag, that I think is very impressive. Picatinny rail underneath the barrel. you got a compensated slide built in, uh, night sights that are built in. And on top of that, you also have a red dot option for like RMSC and that footprint. And we shot it today. I am absolutely thrilled. And uh, I already texted Eric over at uh, Alpha Omega Holsters, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to need an inside the waistband holster for this. So if you could get that going like immediately, that would be great." Oh dang, dang, <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Oh, I I jumped I jumped head in like head first because my biggest thing that I preach about like on some of the videos is that evil exists. And at the end of the day, how are you going to respond to that evil? And if it's determined to you know, assault you, kill you even, then you need to meet it with more overwhelming force, surprise it with violence of action and eliminate that threat. And it's hard to do that on some of these concealed carry guns that limits you in such capacity. And SIG came out with this guy with a 17 round magazine, plus one in the chamber, 18 rounds overall, and still be, I know I'll be able to conceal carry this. It might still be a challenge for some people because it is a little bit larger grip. And that typically is what tends to print more uh, on the, of course, you know this, but you Know, I I know I'd be able to make it work, and uh, once I get you know some inside the waistband holsters in, I'm gonna you know figure out which one I liked the most. But no, I am pretty impressed with this so far. I was actually taking a couple of shots off camera, unfortunately, I just wanted to see if I could do it, but we were done filming for the day, and uh, I was at 50 yards ringing still with this thing, wow. and uh, so I was like, okay, you know what
1: uh i like it <laughs> oh wow. so, so the only thing is is like the price tag man is so it it looks like it ranges anywhere from 800 to 850 which is pretty steep i think yeah let me i'm going to pull up
2: our website because i know we got them on the website i just want to see what they're at because they're definitely not cheap yeah um you know but i mean you are getting a lot but of that's luck what right i there. was
1: thinking so like you you mentioned you know the night sites
2: mm-hmm dot capable picatinny rail comes with uh two magazines i think in each two 17 round magazines so yeah i mean they're listed for 799.99 as of like right now <laughs> you know during during recording and everything price can always change we don't you know it's yeah. that's just how the internet is but no so i mean they're not cheap by any means so you said it was
1: 799
2: yeah 799 that we have on our website right now okay yeah so they're not cheap by any means but at the same time i'm over here like, well. I also value my life. So I don't yeah, exactly.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and especially if you love it. I mean, there's some guns where I'm like, I don't even care how much it is. Like, I'm in love with this thing. It shoots amazing. Like, shut up and take my money. And who knows? Like, I haven't even had, like, gotten my hands on one. I have no idea how it feels in my hand. And it's always so hard to tell by pictures because just like, you know, with the revolver that I got today, I'm looking at pictures, you know, it just launched a few days ago. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it looks like, a medium-sized gun and then I take it out of the case and I'm just like, bam. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to like, he's a big boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you're right though, because it's hard to judge that sometimes. And, you yeah. know, and this is what sort I of think is kind of cool about like some of our videos is uh, you know, there's a lot of people that buy online that they can't really get a feel for or touch exactly what they're going to buy and so, you know, like, for instance, where we were staying in Lakeview, Oregon, the gun shop there, the FFL there was the Ace Hardware, you know. And so I don't think their selection was going to be all that vast, but somebody might want one of these guns. They'll buy it from our website, ship it there. And I hope what I've done in my video is ultimately translate to them how it feels, the ergonomics, how it shoots. Is it reliable? And things like that, you know. And that's ultimately what I think we did in today's video that will come out early next week. But no, no. You're absolutely I'm, right. I'm going to judge that in the picture. It's hard to do.
1: I'm already starting to think, I mean, if you liked it, I'll probably like it since we're like the same size, you know, I mean, we wear the same shirt yeah. size. We probably have the same size, <laughs> designs, you know, Well, I think, I think we discovered that you're five, eight and I'm five nines.
2: So you know, <laughs> I got you beat somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I think you will like it when you're here next week, we'll run it and see what you think.
1: Okay. Sounds good. All right. So manicore arms. The first thing that I did, obviously, when I got the Tavor was I needed to dress it up with some Metacore arms parts. I have not put it on yet because I want to try out the X-95 SBR just as it is and give a review on that. And then I'll fit it with some parts. But they have the curved butt pad, which, man, I got to say, like after shooting an AK for the past like two days, (laughs) a curved butt pad just seems like music to my ears. I mean, or music to my shoulder, should we say. Uh, So I think that that's an absolute must. I have it on like the TS-12 and a few of the other guns, and it just is a game changer. And it's a nice, like much thicker pad. I also got the cantilever forend and then Mm -hmm. the Optimus plumber forend. I haven't decided which one out of the two I'm going to choose. I'm going to see like which one looks better or which one I like better. But yeah, so Sam look out for all that stuff. What's great about manicor Arms parts is they're affordable. They're easy to install. I could even install it, which says a lot. And best of all, if you use the code AVAROCKS15, all one word, you're going to get 15% off. Nice. Yeah.
2: Now, Arms makes good stuff. I've run a lot of their Scorpion mags and everything and, and some of the guns that we have out here. And they always run really
1: well. Yeah. Yep. Sven definitely puts a lot of work into the products that he comes out with.
0: Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome as f- never mind. AF.
1: All right, today's AF segment ATF going door to door. In the ongoing saga of ATF's illegal and arbitrary classification of force mm-hmm. reset triggers as machine guns, this week reliable reports have surfaced of ATF agents going to people's homes demanding they turn over. The FRT triggers. The owners in question all acquired their triggers from a gun broker directly from Rear Breed Triggers website. It's unknown how ATF acquired the customer information, but it's likely they received the information from credit card processors and shipping companies. Previously, ATF received customer information from Authorized.net and Stamps.com when they illegally reclassified Polymer 80 by build shoot kits as farms requiring serial numbers. It's easily demonstrable how FRTs follow the actual law to the letter in how they function. ATF's assertion that they are machine guns contradicts the legal definition and their claims to the contrary specifically contradict themselves in their own arguments and claiming how they function. The NFA defines machine gun to include any combination of parts designed and intended for use in converting a weapon to shoot automatically more than one shot without manual reloading by a single function of the trigger. However, the FRT requires multiple functions of the trigger in order to function and clearly does not fit the definition of machine gun. Rare Breed has been trying to sue the ATF for the illegal reclassification of the trigger in Florida, but the case was dismissed without prejudice for missing a filing date. Last February, the ATF served BDU with a cease and desist order and seized the company's WOT Watt triggers and FRT fifteen inventory. After that, the ATF sent a notice to police departments around the country stating that some force reset triggers were machine guns and included a picture of a rare breed FRT fifteen and a Watt the Watt trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Rare Breed formed another company in North Dakota and sued the ATF again, and the ATF accused the company of court shopping, asking the judge to dismiss the case for lack of standing. The judge has not issued a ruling yet in the case. ATF also raided a manufacturer of the FRT trigger and sent a notice to FFLs that some FRTs are considered machine guns. Now it looks like they're going after customers. While what they're doing is clearly unconstitutional and violates actual law, if you currently own a force reset trigger, you should contact an attorney for advice on what to do if the ATF shows up at your door. So let me just say,
2: like, bullshit. You know what I mean? Like this, <laughs> Because a lot of what we've seen from the ATF has ultimately been, yeah, this is approved. And then they go back on their word, you know, yeah. months, days, even years later. And then all of a sudden, they're willing to make all these people that legally purchased an item, in some cases, felons overnight, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And you know, I don't I don't know your take on it. I, I think I do. But you know, I don't know a lot of other people's takes on it. But I quite honestly, I believe that the ATF ultimately is a agency designed to infringe our rights. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how I feel about it. Recently, the Gun Owners of America tried to stop HR... 1808 from passing. Unfortunately, it did pass in House, but you know, Classic Firearms and myself, we were happy to put our names to one of GOA's letter to say, "Hey, us as a business, we do not stand with that." In fact, I, I reached out to uh, Alpha Omega Holsters, uh, reached out to Foxshot Mike, and I said, "You know, do you guys want to put your name on this too?" And they immediately said yes. And so there are a bunch of others on there too, like T Rex Arms, Mad Respect, you know, and and a few others out there that are like, "Hey." We're going to put our name on this as well. And something I kind of want to caveat on is, you know, there's a lot of us in the industry that have shot together, uh, that are ultimately competitors, and I'll call it like tactical shit, right? Like, yeah, sure, we we both sell similar items. Uh, we just do it differently. Uh, but TJ over there is an awesome guy. And even though we might be competitors in the market, we are definitely uh, fighting together to pres- preserve the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And what we see a lot of is, especially under this administration, you know, we've got the regulatory agencies that are doing pretty much whatever the hell they want. And that's absolute bullshit, like I said earlier. And so the ATF, you know, coming and knocking on people's doors to try to confiscate ultimately a part that is an absolute infringement and something that should honestly be publicized a lot more and spoken about a lot more because this is the type of shit that needs to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. But it is what it is, and hopefully people just get more loud and you know more involved too. So you know, I'm going to say You know, people need to support organizations like the Firearms Policy Coalition and Gun Owners of America, and they need to contact their representatives. And remember that these are not leaders; these are representatives. They don't lead us anywhere except into more debt and higher inflation. Okay. Uh, but they are our representatives, and if they're not doing exactly what they should be doing, representing the will of the people of their constituents, then they need to be voted the hell out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people need to pay attention and exercise these rights and do just that
1: yeah so anyway that's my rant (laughs) no that's well said i I couldn't agree more all right so now wrapping up itunes reviews we have one review so undefeated congrats maximus (laughs) 33 Titled Keep It Up 5 Stars, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of years, and I'm always pleased with you and your guests. After seeing your Sturgis video, I was hoping you were going to be interviewing someone from Silencer Central, and here it was. I always look forward to starting my week with your show.
0: Oh, that's
1: nice. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, mean, so, I, can't believe, I can't believe somebody actually likes you, Ava. What, what are you doing?
1: I don't know. It's crazy. There's a few people out there that like me, but majority, well, you know, whatever. They just don't recognize a good thing when they see it.
2: Right. Well, no, I got to say, like like I said at the beginning of this, you know, you and I have met in passing. We've got mutual friends in the industry and then finally being able to hang out. Uh, these past couple of days up in Oregon at the Thunder Ranch shoot with Century. I mean, it was awesome to get to know you. And then, of course, you know, get to see Andrew and Adam up there at Century. And that was just good to see them again. I consider them pretty good friends. And then, of course, that winner, you know, Ben, congratulations to him again if he, if he's listening. But, no, it's, dude, it's been great to meet you. I'm glad that we've got this friendship now and that uh, you and I and Auburn and the guys at Stag and all of us are going to be shooting together again soon. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. And I'm extremely thankful that you and I crossed paths again. And like you, Ryan, you guys all seem to just be like really quality, good people. And I'm always thrilled when I meet, you know, people in the industry that it's just like, especially when you've met them, but then you feel like you've like known them for so long. And that's kind of how it feels right. like with you and Auburn from Stag and, you know, a few others. Always grateful for that. So, it is time to wrap up. So, if you guys would like to support the show, you should consider becoming a Patreon. You could do that at gunfunny.com. Click on the support the show link. Also, want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Kellimore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, and Melissa Ridings. And king of the Patreon is still John Snow. And Once again, Clint, I really appreciate your time. I know we're both probably exhausted, especially it's like crazy that you went on the range today and you were shooting. I'm like, oh, I'm still just trying to catch up with my life since I've been back. But I do appreciate you making the time for me and talking to my listeners and telling them all the great things that you do in this industry. And all I got to say is like, keep up the good work, keep fighting the good fight and you know, just doing what you're doing. Can you just remind listeners once again, where they can find you as well as classic firearms on social media, YouTube, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I appreciate that too, Ava, and you, you keep it up as well. All right. Being a firearms instructor and teaching people, that's a, that's an awesome thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to share information and knowledge to uh, YouTube and stuff like that, but actually getting one-on-one with, with students, that's that's really cool. So keep that up as well. And uh, yeah, so like the YouTube channel, like I just mentioned, Classic Firearms is where you can find us. Make sure you have correct spelling on Instagram uh, for Classic Firearms, at Classic Firearms Official is what I mean, because there are those posers that we talked about. And if you guys feel like following a dude who likes the mag dump guns for a living, at mag Dump underscore Morgan is where you can find me. So Ava, thank you again so much. I appreciate it.